Goose Chasers. We're back, baby. Went on a little uh, hiatus. Dino was hiding in his bean bush. I was hiding in the beans and... Yeah, sometimes I got to go in there. You know, that cold front, it's here, man. The cold first cold front in October finally got here. I mean, bucks are going down. See that buck that Ben killed the other day? My goodness. Holy shit. I mean, that's a giant. That's like a prehistoric. It's a gargantuan. Not real giant buck. For those of you who don't know what we're talking about, Ben Rising from Whitetail Edge, one of our fellow confidants and a fellow brother, bow hunting brother and... Well, he we used to produce his show, so we got pretty close with him over the last handful of years. But my goodness, he killed. You just, I mean, you don't have anything else to say about him. You're like, every year, you're like, God, he's so good. He's so good. And then he just does it again. You're like, well. Well, cons- I mean, you look at all like the heavy hitters in the whitetail world specifically, you know, the juries. Obviously, their name speaks for themselves. Lee and Tiffany, name speaks for themselves. Waddell, I mean, all these people are going, like, I feel like the juries are hunting their own farms a lot, which is is fine. Same, thing with, same thing with Lee and Tiffany. They're hunting their own farms, at least for whitetail specifically, a lot. They're not, like, going out and charting new territory, you know, the Waddells, like they're popping around from outfitters, but and not, I'm not like saying that any of these people are bad hunters by any means, but that dude will get a piece of ground that he's never stepped foot on before, and he will go in and kill the biggest deer on that piece of ground. Better than anyone that I know. I mean, there's no yes, if there's yes, no yes. if yeah, there's no if ands or buts. I mean. The buck that he killed last year, scissors, literally a piece of ground that he had never stepped foot on before, got aerial photos of it a couple days prior. This buck was a a ghost to the property owner and all of the neighbors. Nobody could get in front of this deer, and he killed them in two and a half days. That's <laughs> out of control. Like, that's crazy. And now this friggin' deer that he just killed is well over well into the 200 inches free range free roaming whitetail in illinois and i think on one of his pieces of ground or it's one of his leases or something i, I don't know the exact i think um, it's on the piece he owns now but it's not like he's owned it for 30 years he's no he's owned it for new. a couple yeah two years maybe three years but my goodness what a giant i mean and it's october it's the middle, it's the first week in October. Like, man, unreal. He just knows the time to go in. He knows the deer. He said before, he's like, I just have a knack for like getting in the deer's head. And I've felt like that on certain points. At least I thought I've, yeah, I feel like I've felt like that. Well, you, but he, he probably has. I think, I think he actually, feels that is in his like, head like can predict yeah, like 
like what's he gonna but, do? Yeah, not just saying that. Like he's he's actually in there. Well, and he does a phenomenal job of like reading the land, you know, basically going from a map to the actual land. Like he does an awesome job of picking out points, terrain, whatever, anything that's going to channel the deer to a certain area. And then based on his trail cameras, he, he knows the damn deer. He knows the damn deer. And he just, I heard know, that. Gosh, damn it. What the hell happened? Well, you can he, just change it and we could talk because we'll just use this too. He knows deer in general very well. I know deer aren't just our individuals, so they're all different. But the guy has grown up. I mean, he's been cutting timber and been living, working in the woods his entire life. Yeah, his whole he life. He's just a, a nature man. But you can imagine the, like, think about, and I feel like I know deer and the deer tendencies fairly well, not even remotely close to his level. But as a hunter, like, I'm pretty confident in going into a certain area. It may take weeks, months at a time or whatever, but I'm pretty confident at going into a certain area and doing homework setting up shop and fig not figuring the deer out per se but being able to kill like a mature deer a, a solid buck but and i think about that as me and my experience in the woods and how much time that i've spent in the woods and how much more time he's spent in the woods and understanding or thinking about what <laughs> what where his head is at like what he's thinking and what he knows compared to what i know essentially and the advancement of that and going into the woods with that knowledge every year is kind of mind-boggling yeah it is but i mean he kills them consistently multiple states consistently every single year and i think he's one of the few in the hunting world that can say that and say that they document it and actually show how it's getting done and uh for that reason he's one of the goats in my opinion he, he is the goat i mean on top of that a lot of the you know not every time but a lot of times he's doing this self-filmed which I know we've talked enough. We've talked a lot about self-filming, but doing what he does in general is insane. And then you add self-filming to that is another level. Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine he's like uh, staying composed during a, a a hunt with that deer walking into bow range, just staying composed enough to make a good shot, let alone document the whole thing. It's I mean, it's insane. He's the full package, man. He's like Shohei Otani, man. He can throw 105 miles an hour, 13 strikeouts, and then, you know, go whack a couple of grand slams. That's exactly right. <laughs> We're going to start calling him Otani. Shohei. Hey, Ben Otani. Hey, Shohei, show me the way. Ben Otani rising. Ben Otani rising. <laughs> Shit. But that first October... 
cold front, man. You know, Mark Jury says the same shit. You got to get in the bush. It gets cold. You got to get in there. Get in there. He says cold October winds are fatal for the white tail. Something special. There is a lot of deer. I mean, over social media this weekend, a lot of deer were definitely harpooned. Yeah. See that. But I mean, it. 20 degree temperature drops across most of the the 48 continental United States will provide that for you. Certainly will. Yeah, it was uh yeah, definitely a massive drop. We had a weeks of 80 degree dry temperatures and then that happened. So if you were on the deer, like if you were if you had your bucks if you had them on camera or you were just felt close, then the, the cold front definitely did it. But a lot of uh, our current situations are we're just not close at the moment. That's okay. I I mean, maybe not right at the moment, but our cameras are starting to light up and there's a yeah. hell of a lot more daylight activity. Like yeah. just even observe like the does and stuff. I mean, right now the cameras are blowing up. There's yeah, deer, wait. there's there's deer all over the fields up in New York. There's deer in Ohio that are moving already. I mean, down here in Tennessee on the new lease that I got, there was deer all over the cameras on the uh, this morning at the last two or three mornings. So that movement is gonna warrant better things for the near future. Hundred percent. So already had a couple new newer bucks. Time. Just different bucks, whether they're big or small. Just you get a couple new bucks popping up on camera over the last couple of nights, and you know, yeah, it's just getting getting to that time. You have a there's a big there's a lot of things that change in the whitetail world. Literally from I would say beginning of September when your like cameras go dead and the bucks are shedding. And a lot of times they don't even necessarily move. They're just going to like be weird with themselves and they're shedding and they're like, just do, or they're hitting the acorns hard and you just kind of see them disappear for a little bit now. And you'll see some new bucks pop up at that time for sure. But now is when I think you see really like that middle October is when you see the bucks really start to establish their, their rut core. The rut, yeah. ground, rutting well, ground. And now, I mean, we've transitioned a lot of our trail cameras to scrapes now. Um, yeah. You know, a lot of those scrapes are still on food sources. So you try and, you know, get the best of both worlds where you're positioning the camera in a spot where the background view is food, you know, is on yeah. a food plot or whatever. And so you kind of, you, uh, kind of kill two birds with one stone there but now is very important to have your trail cameras or start shifting your trail cameras to scrapes because as much as these bucks are packing on food and packing on pounds their ranges are starting to expand a little bit and you're going to start to learn which bucks are coming into your area or are are hanging out and and starting to communicate and if you've got a buck that's that starts to consistently check a scrape or work a scrape, you need to start monitoring that pretty heavily because the closer that that activity comes to daylight, or if it is daylight, you've got to go like next good wind, go, go. If it's cold, 
If there's a cold front, the wind is moving, whatever, go. 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 Go sit it. Stop waiting for the perfect time in November when everybody thinks they're going to get a 200-incher running over the hills chasing 75 doe right into their lap. If you've got something on camera that's telling you to go hunt it and telling you that it's killable, then go do it. Go do it. We say this all the time. You like can't wait for the rut. You want to you want to wait for the rut to hunt every year. Like that's the time you want to hunt. Obviously, like it's exciting, but it's gone in a blink of an eye. Yep. It's like you're that October 25th comes up and you're like, yeah, oh yeah, this is it. The rut is just about to break wide open. And then literally you blink your eye and it's November 15th. And you're like, and is it petering out? Is it petering out or is it still going? And then you get a flurry of activity like a week later and then it starts petering out. And then you're done. And then you're hitting food sources again. Cause like the rut is so dependent on the does in your area like 100 percent. it's not it like just just because it's november doesn't mean the deer in your area are rutting it just doesn't like it's so area dependent and when you recognize the change in activity or the change in chasing you know you're seeing whether it's observing when you're in the stand or you're seeing stuff on trail camera when you recognize that the going's getting good go and hunt like right friggin' now like go hunt take your days off take the time put it in the woods that's when you need to go because that's when it's telling you because if you you could be a couple days off from that and you're and you're too late you're too late because those think about it if you've got whatever a family group of five seven ten does on your property that buck run or a handful of bucks run through those doe and say they all come into estrus right around the same time fourth of november fifth of november whatever those bucks run through those doe and now after whatever five to seven days that's done that's done maybe they'll have that drive to fill so they're gonna go look for it elsewhere yeah they're going somewhere else so the that buck is not going to be right he's going to be rutting still but it's not going to be in your there. area or yeah not there yeah you may have property a mile down the road that he that he you know hits up hits up and and goes and starts chewing on some dough over there but then you're kind of waiting for and hoping that okay maybe one or two of those dough didn't get bred through their first cycle and later in november second cycle comes around and they're going to be hot again super but, hot Dad and I were talking about this in the blind because we he just read an article, you know, that talked about predicting an early rut and this and that. And I was like, if you think about it, you know, I've heard Grant Woods, other biologists too say this. There's no such thing as an early rut. Like if over the course of years of data, a certain percentage of dough, the bulk percentage of dough come into asterisk i don't even remember but it's like november 5th through the 15th or something like that don't quote me but it's like it's like a 10 to 12 day stretch where 50 percent of the dough are in that window across the whitetails range 
I understand when you go south and stuff, it gets later, but from where we are, and it's it's the same time every year. Grant Woods has talked about this. It's not like, oh, this year in the end of October, all the dough. Or, it's just like you said, if that happens, it's all area dependent. It's like this 100%. specific little, and it's not even like this county it happened. It's literally like, oh, no, this 100-acre property by chance, you know, whatever, 30% of the does are coming in at the end of October, and that's going to cause a rut flurry, and it's going to make it seem like the rut is full-on out. Yeah. At, and on then, that, like right in that spot. And then you're going to – and then, like well, you said, it's going to die off a little bit. So you're going to be like, oh, like whoever's hunting that property or those areas is going to be like – Rut's not know, on. Well, yeah, it was an early rut this year. It was that right there, you know. Yeah. But those bucks, it's crazy. We see the mature bucks, and I've noticed this in – well, we've noticed this in any state, but I noticed this in New York specifically. They're going to rut until that freaking last doe is bred. Oh, yeah. They are – because we'll go periods at the tail end of November, even first part of December, and you're like – man, where did the bucks go? Like you're not seeing them anymore. And then all of a sudden you're driving around or something and you'll see a big buck just friggin' pinned on a doe. Yeah. Like, look, he's locked out. He's, he's breeding it right now. I mean, Sventech, the original Sventech, what was that? December 7th? 7th. And he was locked. He was locked. I mean, it got got him killed. He was stupid. Yeah. And that's, but that's crazy. At that, in our eyes, at that point, the rut was—I mean, I wouldn't say long gone, but it felt like it was long gone at that point. Oh, for sure. Well, and think you about wonder, it too. Think about Sventech Junior and the Godfather. It was November twentieth. It was the two days before Thanksgiving. You shot. You shot Sventech Junior. The the year after, was it the year? Yeah, it was the year after you shot Sventech, which. We were seeing rut activity on December 7th, November 20th, that deer came into the field. He was breeding a doe, like the doe that came into the field. They were in the middle of breeding. They were just eating for a second because. Yeah, they might have been after their first phase of breeding and that, you know, they hang with them for a while. Right. You shot that deer, the doe. We literally we're in a, it's, it's a whiteout. I mean, there's a foot and a half of snow. We're in the blind, so we have black hoodies on. Dean shoots this deer. We go out to recover him in the broad daylight. And that doe got run in and out of that field probably four different times by three or four different bucks that you hadn't even seen while you were hunting. No. She was they're... just she was just hot. And they, they knew. And they knew. And then the next day, when I shot the godfather, that deer was pinned on a doe with two to three other bucks and after i shot him both bucks bred the doe and we watched them that he was with and that's how we knew that we got him because he didn't come out and breathe he didn't yeah he didn't come out and chase those other bucks off or whatever they were breeding the doe but that was i guess my point is that was november 20th so everybody harps on you know, the first part of November, whatever, like we're experiencing the second cycle there from November 20th through December 7th. 
in a two year window. Yeah. Like, so like you said, those, if they're hot, the bucks are, are going to be working. Yeah. They're not going to be like, you know what? I'm good. I'm not in the mood tonight. Yeah. They're never not. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait another 12 months. I'm a little tired. I'm a little tired. tired. I'd rather have a bean go eat on, you know, go lay down on another hemlock, watch a nice movie and relax. Maybe cuddle. I'm just not in the mood. No, nah. That's but that's also why over the next couple weeks you're gonna start seeing a lot more daylight and a specifically morning buck activity because they're gonna be going from scrape to scrape. They're gonna be starting to communicate with their compadres, and they're gonna be actively seeking that first one because they yep. want to be the first one. Yeah. They all do. They want to be the first one, especially any bucks that have a couple years under their belt. They're ready to get their tool out of the toolbox and freaking put it to use. Sharpen that thing. That thing's been freaking in its sling for 11 months. Starting to collect cobwebs. Yeah. Dust them off, baby. Blow the pipes out. <laughs> Clear the old pipes. Give it the onions. So, yeah, I mean, the next couple of weeks are going to be are going to be exciting. But as you said, don't wish the time away. You know, it's the season goes far too fast. We wait far too long for this time of year. You know, soak it up. Enjoy every minute of it, whether you're hunting, not hunting, watching cameras, whatever. Just enjoy it and uh, let it ride, baby. Stay where your feet are. Stay where your feet are. Get ready for every day. Yeah, because when you get that November 4th day when shit's just hitting the fan, there's bucks running everywhere and there's does chasing, you can't, like, you got to just soak in that moment because in the in your mind you're thinking, oh, it's only November 4th. But what you really should be thinking is it's happening right now. You got to soak this in. That's why when you get those days like that where you just, you're seeing whether bucks cruising or you got a hot doe around you and, just shit's happening. Don't leave. Hopefully don't. you packed a sandwich or a granola bar. Or hopefully you're just good at fasting because you shouldn't leave. Don't leave. Don't. And if you do leave, get back in there soon. Yeah. 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 Isn't get back crazy? in there soon. Isn't it crazy that how much time and preparation goes into the season? And it's, there's obviously so many parts of the season that we enjoy throughout the season, but ultimately it's for like, like seconds or minutes of just euphoric emotion. Isn't yeah. that crazy? It is wild. <laughs> like think, of, and obviously you ride that, you know, you ride the high of successfully harvesting something. You ride that for a while after like, yeah, yeah. But ultimately, like that heightened state of emotion, that freaking in the moment, just like that's seconds. It's seconds. I mean, it's, it's just so it's so crazy. It's so crazy what we build ourselves up for. Especially, you know, a state like Ohio, you get one buck tag. So You're many done. people will tag out opening day, and that's amazing. But Holy shit, you just spent all summer like 
batteries and trail cameras, checking stuff, putting mineral out, brush hogging, all this stuff. And then within two hours, you're, you're done. You're done. And it's good to have that tag filled. But if you're only hunting one state, now you're just a grab a buddy. Grab, yeah, a grab a buddy and grab a Teach camera. Someone. Yeah. I mean, that's, I guess, the moral of the story. Go teach somebody how to do it. And that's good, too. It's very rewarding as well. I love seeing new people getting involved. And I've been on a lot of first deer kills. And I'm grateful for that. Because that's an eye-opening experience for not only the person behind the weapon, but for the for the ones that they're with. 100%. So maybe it's not so bad to tag out first day of the season. Damn, I should have thought about that. <laughs> I had my chance. I forgot to hunt. <laughs> Isn't this crazy too, though? I did not hunt. The only opening day that I've hunted so far is North Dakota. I have not. I did not hunt Tennessee, not Ohio, not New York. How about that? How, How about, about that? What does that do for your fucking loins? Yeah, I didn't. Well, New York hunted New York just to just to enjoy it. Wasn't really after anything in particular. Craziness. What do you what this week? Okay, this week, this upcoming week. You're trying to kill a buck. Okay. Yeah. What is the number one? What is the first thing you're doing? Let's just say, uh, like, let's just say you're starting from scratch. Okay. You got a piece of property that you normally hunt for the year. You've been there maybe a couple times. You got a camera out ish but you're basically like going in to start your season what are you doing i am i'm throwing my book bag on with probably uh if you have them available two three cameras mm -hmm. and uh i'm gonna try to pick a whether it's e either either raining or just a nice breezy day just something to mask, something the, the, mask the, the noise and i'm just putting boots on the ground and i'm going to, i'm walking but what are you looking for a scrape fresh scrape that's that's probably the it's probably the biggest thing is a scrape it depends on what state you're at so like in new york right now i would probably be looking for a scrape under or near a like an apple tree spot they the deer like to scrape on those apple trees for one and number two we just have a crazy apple crop this year it's just like the acorns if they're there they're there but you get those deer spending some time under those under those trees right now and it's such a sometimes we get apples to last like into november maybe through november but a lot of times they'll drop early and then you'd like you get them 
basically through this month and then most of them are gone well it's a hot commodity so they're yeah that's what it's even what the deer we've observed right now like that's what they're going to and we, i see them here in ohio too we have at least up in northeast ohio we have a crazy apple crop if like the deer they're the if you got an apple tree nearby that's what they want to eat first it's easy for them to eat they're probably so sweet and taste good and it's just the flavor of the month they don't get that that food every day of the year so but i think the biggest thing is if you know certain properties we know where scrapes pop up so you want to target those areas first because a lot of bucks generational bucks just deer in general they know to hit those spots for whatever reason they're communication stations yeah those elders teach them and or they can just smell the scent and they naturally go to those spots and most of the time year after year scrapes pop up in the same spot every year so i just target those spots um it's always nice when you find like a nice fresh big scrape and you're like man something's working this and i just like to put a camera on it to see what's working it but if you're just a general bow hunter and you want to just use the sign of the land then if it looks like it's a big fresh scrape that's been that's been worked recently i would just sit on it sit on the downland side of it you're usually going to see the trail that's they're working it and uh that's the like i said like we talked about the next two weeks that's what the deer are using right now like they're gonna they're basically gonna go from communication tree to communication tree yeah or you that yeah that's where you're going to be able to get the most information especially with trail cameras when you're not in there visibly being able to observe them yourself that's yeah. where you know yeah you're going to get the most information from those scrapes because if it's on a food source you know and you get a mystery buck that pops up he could just be cruising through and maybe he doesn't like in a couple weeks he doesn't have a reason to hit that food source anymore but if there's a scrape near the food source more than likely you're he's going to hit that again as opposed to utilizing the food source especially the closer we get to november yeah because it's going to be less emphasis on the bellies and more emphasis on the old penile erection <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah. I I also am definitely having some um some some sort of preorbital mm-hmm. in my in my pocket or in my bag. Okay. And um probably at this time it's just uh I just like a straight dough urine, nothing no estrus. Yeah. Just a dough, just a dough urine. But definitely a preorbital just to rejuvenate that scrape a little bit and just let, you know, at minimum what you can do is if there's a buck using that scrape a lot, you can just let them know that someone else, was, someone else was here and you're going to have to work for your punani. <laughs> you don't have to work for this ass. You have to work for that ass. And then if most of the time that will make them, like they they know, oh man, I gotta check this more often. I gotta check it in daylight. I can't be 
not necessarily I have to check it in daylight, but I just have to check it more often, which oftentimes leads to an overlap of daylight, which you could be there at that time. Or you don't have to be. There you go. You know, if there's, if there's a buck, a dominant buck in the area, and he just knows he has no competition, he can just sit back and breathe his does. Or, hey, you know, he'll easy do, he'll ass. Do. Easy ass is not always the funnest ass. No, you got to work for that. Sometimes you like to work for that ass. It's human nature. He's it's just nature. he's just Netflix and chilling, and you need to be Netflix and grilling. He wants to be out on that. He wants to be out on the town checking out what he's got, who's out there, who's going to make him, who's going to dangle a carrot, and then who's going to make him chase it a little bit. Come on, chase that carrot, big dog. Oh, big dog. Come on, chase that carrot. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, with the carrots. Oh, it's an exciting time of year, though. It really is. It's cooling down. This cool, cold front just has, you know, has me fired up. I mean, it just gets you, like, more alive. You're just like, wow. Okay. Things are cooling down. I got to start getting active. I, I got to start gathering my nuts. Winter's coming. So I got to gather my nuts. I got to make sure, you know, we got enough stock for the winter. And I got to, you know, I got to do other things. I got to be more active. I got to get out there. Just makes you feel good. I don't know why. The, uh, the glands in my forehead are realizing that the sunlight time per day is decreasing and it's making my testosterone go through the roof. Oh, therefore shit. I wake up with morning wood mo more often in the fall than I do at any other time. <laughs> and when you got that morning wood going, you know you got to take care of it. <laughs> so you go so your your nose leads you to the closest freshest carrot. carrot. Softest carrot. Wettest carrot. Stankiest <laughs> gosh damn it that's good stuff just like humans i mean it's just we're all it's nature it's a natural thing we were we were put on this earth to procreate there's nothing that stops us in our head or in our heart that doesn't want us to you know <clears throat> can you, you know. imagine can you imagine being a like what if humans only bred in like the end of october through november like it would be a shit show oh my god dude you wonder why there's you fi you find bucks dead and their necks are broken and like they got one Pears eye hanging inside. out. And yeah, they got a G2 sticking out of their right hand. Like, fuck. No, like they'll literally die for it. There's certain times, you know, in that peak of November, that buck is just dogging a doe and you're like, he just went right through my wind. He can see me in the tree. I was yeah. shaking. Like I have dropped an arrow and like he looks right up and he just like, I got a doe right here. I gotta get this ready. And normally they are like they're into the next county if that happens. This but they're literally this, like, I'll die for this. Yeah, this, this is my right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care what you're I don't care what you're firing at me. 
Yeah, you take I your will, best. I will die for this. Take your best shot. I'm betting on me ducking that arrow, motherfucker. You ain't got shit. But I tell you one thing I ain't going to do. I ain't going to leave this ass. Wait, that's what I ain't going to this. That is crazy to think about. It would be a shit show. There would be people friggin' getting thrown off buildings and just run over by cars and just shit would be happening left and right. You got your boys that you've been hanging with all summer. You've been going out with and hitting the friggin' lake life on the weekends. And all of a sudden you guys just hate each other. Hate each other. You literally just fucking G2'd that your buddy Brian right in the fucking ass because you were like... Heather's smelling good. You better get your fucking shit out of here. I will literally fight you for her. I'll fight you. I'll fight you to my death for her. Fight you for Heather. I want Heather. (laughs) It's crazy, dude. It was crazy to think about that. Like you and me wouldn't be friends right now. We just wouldn't be friends. No, we wouldn't even be brothers. We wouldn't even be brothers. The blood would just go out the window. And no way, like people. Obviously, people wouldn't be married. Because, like, you're not going to get married, but then only pork in November. Right. Because, and, and think about it. You're literally reliant on your nose to tell you what chicks are ready to pork and what ones aren't. So, yeah. I mean, you literally, I mean, think about the stamina you have to have because you're just following your nose until this, until you get that one smell that gives you a boner. And then they have to accept you in a lot of ways. So you just right. chase them. You just right. chase them until they either <laughs> you deny you or accept you. And you Submit. like you you wonder like, do the Bucks do they have game? You know, like yeah. do they go up to Heather and they're like, Heather, man, your freaking ass looks so good in that fur. I just want to yeah, like, ride that into the sunset, yeah, like, sweetheart. <laughs> like your face, your facial, your facial court is coat is like just the most beaming glowing facial coat i've ever seen off of the dew that's coming off of those beans and off of the sunlight that's hitting that dew on those beans your face just looks like something that i want to your eyelashes are just i mean have you seen those some of them though with the freaking massive eyelashes oh man you think sought after you think that has anything to do with a buck's attractiveness to it or is it solely just the way she smells is he like i don't care what that dough looks like like she's got a mangy ass coat, but I'm getting it. <laughs> she's a little thin in the drawers. She's kind of, you know, there's not a lot of junk in that trunk. Do you think bucks are, do you think they're, are they thinking in their head? Like I need to breed as many does as I can in a month. Or are they more thinking quality? Like I just want the, the matriarch. Yeah, like, the matriarch. I'm, I'm gonna get the matriarch and then I'm gonna breed her for like three days. I'm gonna and then, and then I'm, after I'm, that, and I'm finding her all. sister because her yeah. sister's hot as fuck. <laughs> and I'm getting her for like four like days. Yeah. We're shacking up at uh freaking motel motel freaking witch hazel. And we're gonna <laughs> We're going to freaking hole up in there for four days. We're not going to eat anything. Motel gonna, hemlocks. <laughs> motel hemlocks. I'm not going to let her eat anything. We're just going to pork for four days. And then I'm going to kick her to the curb. I wonder. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's buck dependent. Honestly, I think it's personality. Just like you yeah, see like how many bucks, bucks, how many bucks only breed the dough one time. Cause I feel like I've seen a buck 
chase a doe breeder and then like they're gone they just like part ways but then you've yeah. definitely seen them like breed and then they'll bed down together for like yeah. a while and then they, they get up and they're just kind of like they look they're in that really like calm euphoric stage and yeah you're, and they're definitely going to do it again oh yeah i mean that's just that's just like walking around the kitchen like scratching your belly looking for a sandwich like you're you know you get a little bit you more are, fuel and you go are back at it you are screwed honey like <laughs> But why, why, does, what, what causes that factor? Like, is he like, man, I'm just, I was out of energy the first time we did it. And I might've, I have to be honest, darling, I might've fired a blank. So, well, yeah, exactly. And then what, what makes him leave? You know, like, when is he just, he's busting nuts. And then until when, until, until he's like, like he's like, they sense? Oh, ah! <laughs> she's can definitely they sense? pregnant after that one. Yeah. Can they sense like, oh, I, I got her good that one. <laughs> We got to move on. <laughs> I coded the insides on. Or is she button. like, does she like tap out? Is she like, no. You got you, me, honey. You got me on that one. I'm full. I'm, I'm done. I'm, I got to go refine my fawns that you freaking scared away. <laughs> and they're scared half to death. Yeah. They're hiding under a hemlock somewhere, just shaking. That's you a good question. Scared. I mean, it's. It should, it seems like one time should be enough, you know, like kind of like humans, but sometimes it's not, but, but yeah, I guess you're right. Sometimes it's not. So it's and like, then there's the whole, the whole other process of, yeah, like they say those kick their fawns out when they're ready to breed, but they definitely find them again. hundred percent. Oh yeah. Late season. They're always, it's a doe come out in the food plot with Check two things. fawns. Yeah. Yeah, they definitely find them again. And then two is there. There's the question: Is does the doe accept the buck? You know, yeah. Like maybe maybe that's why she's running. She's like Fred, Fred, fucking Fred missed my ass. Fucking twice last year. Fred, Fred fires blanks. Fred, this yeah. asshole off me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh shit but i mean really. definitely they definitely like choose a little bit because you see the little bucks chase them around you know and the those yeah, are like they're not having it right right no they want that they want that majestic tool <laughs> they want that they want that four-year-old dick the four-year-old tool break yeah, that a, thing out wild, i know that thing's wild. been used before wild lifestyle and you can knock on us for talking about it but it's all that this is this happens this is real shit this is real shit just because we're saying it don't mean it ain't true this is natural circle of life well and that's why like people talk about the second rut that whatever this that if a doe doesn't get bred she's gonna cycle again right she's yeah. she's gonna cycle again so yep. as long as she's cycling it could be fucking june if he smells something I don't know. Maybe not in June because they got, you know, their whatever. The testosterone is like low, but he can't even work himself up. I mean, I feel like I've had low testosterone a couple times in my life. And shit, well, when shit hits the fan, I mean, fucking it's time to go. 
wipe it off. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I've seen bucks chasing does in January. I don't know if they're just like jacking around. That's January though, which is definitely still hard horned and horny. Yeah, I mean, up in where we're at in Northeast, it's a little bit late at that time. Obviously, down in like Alabama, that shit happens through February, I think. Yeah, and I don't get that shit either. Why? Why does it happen into February? Why? I mean, Why? I'm in Tennessee, one state below me, they're porking in February, but up here, it's still November. Fuck does that where, make sense? Where's the line? Where is the rut line, and why is it there? Mason Dixon. Mason Dixon line. That line, below that, they're rutting in February. Yeah, it's all interesting stuff, and it's all stuff to think about as we get closer and closer to that rutting action. Wow. Hot damn. Call the police and the fireman. I'm hot. I'm too hot. Hot damn. Call the police and the fireman. Hoo ha. So the first dose singing in the food pot. <laughs> I'm too high. Call the police and the fireman. <laughs> oh boy. Well, we got a little uh, action packed week or so ahead of us. On Wednesday, when this is launching, I will be headed up to Wisconsin to join the XOP boys at Public Land Hunt Camp for a couple days. And then I'm going to reconvene with Dino back up north in North Dakota for uh, four or five days as well. And then uh, we'll be back in the homeland, Tennessee, Ohio, New York, for Scrape Week at the end of October. And we will all be reuniting again. Come early November for Rut Week, baby, up in New York. It'll be here before we know it. It's, I mean, it's close. A couple weeks away. A couple weeks away. But uh, what else we got, Dino? What else we got? You looking at the Moultries? Yeah. Anything good? No. Mm. But there are, there is, yeah, there's, there's deer moving. It's crazy. Right now, this is an hour before sunset. I mean, shit, a week ago, you couldn't even buy anything all night. Yeah, I know. It was weird. But it was warm. Now with the cold in yeah. here or whatever, yeah, it's it's far better for sure. Show sure is. There's people uh, touring our apartment, and they're all looking at me like, what the fuck is this guy doing in there? <laughs> <laughs> this is our podcast room. This is the guy who's in here all the time, just making podcasts and part of the yelling. amenities are part of the amenities are a great, great uh, place we have here. <laughs> Anywho, well, <clears throat> that's probably a good place to wrap up for the time being. Yeah, y'all get out there and use that most recent information to your advantage. Don't Hunt be waiting. Great. Don't be waiting on that rut, people. Don't be waiting on that rut. If you got picks and you got daylight picks right now, get in there. Yes. Get it done and then take your buddy. It'll be fun. I promise. Take your buddy or take someone new. Get him get in him. there. Get him going. Come on. Let's make the army a little bit bigger. Come on. 
the band of brothers but uh yeah the next time you guys hear us we'll be sitting in b1 in north dakota and uh, i'm looking forward to that bro hell yeah hell yeah trip number two coming at you soon do big buck dance y'all i hope you guys have a fantastic week I hope you get some time to hunt this week or get out there and shoot your bow a little bit because that just makes, well, it makes me happy and hopefully it makes you happy. And uh, we will see you right back here next Wednesday when we launch our next episode of Goose Chasing for yous. God bless. We love you. Cold October winds. Get in there.